0: You are listening to The Chug Chat, and this is Mo Flying Solo tonight. Liz is moving and working on some, like, crazy stuff that's been going on with our audio. We basically figured out, thanks to one of the amazing people that we... Interview Julie Hendren that our audio on like some of our um, on some of our interviews was going in and out, and so she's been like crazy working on that. And so we're what we're going to do is we're going to re-release a lot of our interviews. So if you have listened to your interview or you've listened to any of the other interviews, um, and you're going, hey, what's going on? We know about it, and we're handling it. We're working on it. Um, so I just wanted to pop in. Um and kind of like get real with everybody for a minute. Um I uh as I'm sure like I've talked about on the show before, I've been seeing a therapist for like ever. I mean since January, it's not really that long, but since January. And um I should have I wish I had found her like way before now and uh I'm obsessed with her. She's incredible. She's totally changed my life. And I um have started to kind of access some things that I have been through and that that have happened to me that that i wasn't really willing to share before that i wasn't really willing to talk about before that um um, i wasn't even really aware affected me in such a way before um and so i i had one of those breakthrough moments um yesterday at and during my session and i came home and i just i really just needed to write about it and i wasn't sure it was going to be something that i wanted to share but after finishing it and sending it to Liz to read and kind of ruminating on it, I really want to share it. Um, So I want to read you this piece and it's about my um, experience um, in an abusive relationship. And I think it's important that we share these stories, that we are no longer embarrassed by our scars, that that we wear our tiger stripes freely and that we we open up lines of communication to each other and are honest and open and let people know that they're not alone you know if they're going through something and if you're going through something right now or you know somebody who's going through something you're not alone you're not out there by yourself and and the horrible thing about abuse be it physical be it emotional be it verbal um is that you feel alone and that's the purpose right that's that's what the control is all about, is making you feel by yourself and making you feel alone. Um, So I wrote this piece and it's kind of long, but I'm going to share it with you and bear with me. I'm probably going to misspeak. I haven't read it aloud yet. Um, I just finished it like 24 hours ago and I'm, I just need to share it while it's raw and while it's real and while, um, you know, that moment of discovery within myself is still um, important, you know? I mean, it's always important, but while it's still really ever-present in my mind, and, and um, yeah, so here we go, guys. Don't ever tell me to calm down. That phrase, as it stands alone, doesn't sound bad. It sounds like someone who is frustrated, who is mad at someone who is minimizing their feelings. At least that's how I've always meant it when I have said those same words. When I think about them being said to me, my wrist still hurts. I remember vividly the time my ex-boyfriend grabbed my wrist and yelled that in my face while we sat in a restaurant at dinner with my mother. I was telling a story about him saying something funny, and when he reacted nastily, I told him to calm down and his response was physical. That was seven years ago, and today I am married to the most incredible man on the planet. He is kind, he is caring, he is patient, and above all, he loves me unconditionally. He boosts me when I feel like damaged goods, he holds me and reminds me to laugh when I can't stand up alone. We got married in October, and it was the best day of my life. I had been waiting so long to share our love and our story with everyone, I had made it my mission to have a perfect wedding and to start our lives together fresh and new and full of love. We laughed and cried and spent unforgettable moments together and with our friends and family. I did it, I thought. I had the perfect wedding and now can go forth into my perfect life with nothing left to weigh me down. I was wrong about that last part. As soon as the dust settled after our wedding, I started to freak out. What had I done, I thought to myself. I married this amazing man who was way too good for me. He was just gonna get tired of dealing with my insecurities and anxiety. He was going to leave me. He was going to divorce me, so what use was it to keep trying, to try to feel better? I was damaged goods and I had been hiding it until now. I had been pretending to be perfect and now if I showed him who I really was, he would hate it and find someone else. I had bought a one-way ticket to unhappiness before I even changed my name. None of this is true, by the way. He has known me for seven years and been with me for nearly six. He knows when I'm pretending and loves me no matter what my faults are. And deep in my brain, I know that. I trust him with my life, with my future. Then why didn't I feel that? Why didn't I feel secure? Why couldn't my heart know the same things that cognitively I knew to be true? Nothing had changed, except at Facebook status and health benefits. We came home to the same house that we bought before getting engaged, went to the same bars and restaurants with the same friends. We settled back into the routine we spent so many years building for ourselves and it worked. What was happening to me? I decided to go see a therapist and have been going every week for the past six months. My therapist, Is an all-around badass. She knows exactly what to say, when to challenge me, and when to let me be. She has created a safe space for me to even write this entry. Everything I am about to tell you comes directly from her and this is my way of trying to put it into practice for myself. Today we were talking about something I always talk about and without even realizing I started to talk about a particularly dark piece of my history, my ex. When I finished telling her a few stories, she paused and said she didn't know that piece. I had never told her. I had seen her more times than I could count and we had talked for hours and I had never talked about him. Why today? I have no idea. But I wasn't ready for how talking about him would make me feel. I wasn't ready to face that I was in an abusive relationship. She asked me if he ever hit me and my response was so quick and organic. I said, no, but he let me know he could. I was floored by my own reaction. My therapist sat for a minute and then she said, so he did, he did hurt you. And then it hit me. I had been abused in a relationship. I had been beaten down and told I was nothing. I had been afraid to leave because no one else would want me. I had lost myself in his universe and albeit brief, it had been powerful. I grew up with a single mom. My mother was around or my father was around sort of, but played the role of the financier more than the soccer coach. And my mom was left to be everything else I needed in a parent. And she was, she was both of my parents. She taught me to be strong and independent and stand up for what I believe in. We hated watching movies with fragile female characters and would talk at length about how strength was paramount living as a woman in this world. So how had I so easily lost myself in another narrative? How had 20 years of indoctrination on female empowerment been washed away in a matter of weeks? It's easy to forget that we are the same. We are all just a few choices away from being each other, either for better or worse. When you are in a relationship that is all-encompassing and you mistake the where are you texts and the yelling matches as love, then how are you supposed to see that it isn't love at all? it's control. You think, isn't it normal to be afraid of the person you love? Isn't it normal to have to drop everything to talk to them when they want to talk? Shouldn't it feel good that they love you so much that they just can't contain it inside them and have to express it physically? You're special then, right? You're enough then. No. You may think that you are too old, too smart, or too strong to be subjected to this behavior, but you aren't. you aren't. That's the truly terrifying thing. No one is safe from abusive behavior and the responses and justification for their actions take hold hard and fast. In a matter of moments, you can find yourself saying it first to yourself and then to others around you that he didn't mean it. You find yourself apologizing with half-hearted phrases like, he doesn't realize how he comes off. He doesn't think he comes off like that. Or other people just don't know him like I do. I was completely blinded. For those of you who have seen Get Out, and if you haven't, stop what you were doing and watch it in all its glory. It's an incredible movie. I was in the sunken place. I was operating just below the surface, smiling and operating my body, but my soul and mind were stuck. Jessica Valenti talks at length in her book Sex Object about how we as women defend our abusers, and we do. We justify everything for them. We hide in the corner and let them tear us apart with words or fists, and all we can do is apologize for them. We pretend like we are in some special club of women who belong to men who aren't understood and only hurt us because they love us. That club is far larger than any of us want to admit. It has too many members and far too many chapters, but for some reason, no one talks about it. If I, a financially and racially privileged woman can fall into the trap, then anyone can. We're not safe if we keep it a secret. Secrets make you sick. We have to talk to each other, stop defending those who hurt us and instead put them on blast and share it with the world. Women who are stuck need to know they are not alone and not so far from warmth. The more we stay quiet, the more powerful they get. I am by no means soliciting pity or arguing that my experience was in any way more or even as traumatic or horrible as everyone else who has a story. But I am calling attention to just that. We all have a story and it is up to us to share it with each other. Don't be ashamed. You are not damaged. Talking, sharing makes you strong. It took me seven years to recognize this damage. Six months to bring it up in the place where I do all of my work on myself. It's hard and gross and makes you feel like shit, but it also reminds you that no one will ever put you in that cage again. Cages get built too quickly. You blink and the door is locked. Let's open up the dialogue, unlock the cages, and step out squinting into the sun we haven't let ourselves see in far too long. Talk, listen, support, be there for each other, and realize that any one of the women who continue to go back to these hateful, abusive partners could be you. Thanks for letting me share that, guys and letting me hear my own words read back to me. This has been True Confessions, episode seven. We will come back and uh, we'll have our last one of the season next week. And we'll get back with all of our interviews with some new spank and brand new audio. And I encourage you all to get out there and to talk to each other about what you're feeling, what you've been through, what you're going through. That's the only way that we can end that struggle is, is if we know about it. You're all amazing. I love you very much. I'm going to go drink wine and pat myself on the back for sharing my story. And I hope you can do the same about sharing yours. Okay, love you guys. Bye.